please just don't get eat up by fees because you're brick and mortar, man, and that could, that could really hurt you unless your margins are really good. I want everybody to win, and that, that's truthful because so many people help me. You gotta go ahead and pull the trigger. You gotta put the money into it. You gotta you gotta close on it and, and make it happen. All right. So the, the business model, uh, we have been uh, to a lot of different vape shops, smoke shops. I mean, across you know the East Coast. Um, our model of business, we're trying to do a little bit more trendy, more boutique model. When you walk into the shop, typically shops, I mean, they they all have the same look. So we're trying to be uh, a little bit more trendy, um, neon signs, uh, the grass walls, plant walls. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Um, our concept is not only vapes but and smoke shop accessories, but we're going to have a part that is exotic snacks. That is an upcoming market, right? Mm-hmm. Chips from Japan and so on and so forth, right? Um, okay. Well, I, Amir, let me tell you this. I've been seeing that for the last three years. So you're right. It is very emerging. And, but I don't know if the word emerging, um, if, if emerging is the word, I think expanding is more the word because we're not just seeing it from Japan and the uh, Asian uh, uh, countries. We're also seeing it from Australia and we're also now seeing it from Europe. Nice. Absolutely. Cheetos is not Cheetos in, in just in America. Cheetos is very different tasting in other countries. And in, if you ask me, they're much better in other countries. <laughs> and you've never had a Snickers, so you've had a, a Japanese Snickers. <laughs> you've never, never, never. And to me, it's like having a Mexican Coca-Cola. Once you've had a Mexican Coke, you just don't want your Coke any longer. Going back. Yeah. <laughs> That's sure. awesome. Yeah. So just understand, you're not just looking at the Asian populace, you're also looking at the European populace as well. Correct. And, and if you're and if you're not seeing that from your supplier, let me know and I'll hook you up with those people as well. And we were hoping that you would be able to help us out on that side. Oh yeah, man. I'll I'll give you anything you need, man, because we're not in competition, man. You know, uh, and we, none of us are, even in Louisville, I know everybody in this area and I'm trying to be real cool with everybody, but for some reason they all believe we're all in competition and, and we're not, we're not, if we would all work together and I'm not talking about price fixing, I'm talking about just being cool. And that's what's wrong with our world though. You know, that's, that's really what's wrong with our world. I hear you. So if I can help you in any way, if it's giving you a supplier, because we don't sell that, because if I have food in this building, I'm eating it. <laughs> and, and I know better, man. I just eat into the profits, you know, and I can't do that, you know, and I'm already type 2 diabetic. I don't need that chocolate, but, man, I'm telling you, a Japanese Snickers is, whoo, boy, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I hear you. For sure. I hear you. And that, that uh, yeah, we're, we're talking about all, you know, not just the Asian market. It was just to kind of give context uh, to the idea. So we're going to be implementing that as well in there. Um, one of our strategies, which uh, I don't know how the, the market is up there in Kentucky or not, but a lot of things, uh, a lot of ghost kitchens are coming up for, say, here in, in Florida. We're in Tampa, Florida. Uh, one of the ideas that we had, which we're still kind of diving into, is putting that side of the business because generally we're building a brand right and under that brand 
there's a few different branches, one of them being the, the smoke shop side, one of them being the snack side. Mm. We're okay. trying to put that snack side into a ghost kitchen model as well as a walk-in model um, and you know, try to get that onto Uber Eats uh, as a conventional uh, convention store. You, know, you, you go, you buy your snacks, kind of like a gas station, um, but on Uber Eats because that generates tremendous amount of volume. Oh yeah, but it also creates a tremendous amount of fees. It it does. So I mean, and and we find, I mean, here the the local kitchens up here are fine. You know, the uh, restaurant we call them kitchens here, but the because I've been in that industry, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. I bartended my way through college, so we find that the local kitchens here are are finding that uh uber the uber eats and and the other places that deliver the doordash and things of that nature is just tearing their profits up yeah and so you know of course they had to do it during the pandemic don't get me wrong but please just don't get eat up by fees because you're brick and mortar man and that could that could really hurt you unless your margins are really good yeah. And that, that's one thing about those products is, I mean, you'll have, you know, three, 400% margins on them. Hey, well, don't kid yourself. People are inherently lazy. Human beings don't want to leave the house. If they have, they want to stay in their pajamas. You can go to any Walmart and prove that. And, but they don't want to leave the house. So if they think I got to have that Japanese Snickers and I know that, uh, that, uh, that they, you, know, you guys have it and you're right down the street, they won't get in their car. They will literally door dash that. Oh, I've seen it. I know it's true, man. I know it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so that's one part of the business. I think that's a big focus, but that's not going to be that the revenue driver, if that makes sense. The revenue driver is really going to be our smoke shop, vape shop. Yep. Primarily focusing on vapes. Uh, right. Have, have everything you can in there that will make money. So if it is those snacks, those drinks, Anything like that, I, I, I really will just tell you, don't get involved in cigarettes. Do not, do not let your, your DoorDash stuff that's smoking accessories be, be sent to anybody. Do not do that because you can't guarantee that the 14-year-old with daddy's credit card isn't getting your vape stuff. And next thing you know, the county sheriff's in your front of your building wanting to know what the hell you're doing. So right. that, that's a good question, right? Because for, say, something I've seen is I've ordered alcohol on Uber Eats, right? The liquor right. store. When they come to me on their phones, they have to scan my ID before they can hand me, you know, my beer, right? And that right. ID is scanned. I don't know what system they're using, but it verifies it and checks, hey, this is a real ID. is of the age. And I think, uh, I'm not sure if that's kind of a, a liability barrier. It is for them. It is for them. But will they surrender that to you should there ever be a question? Right. Gotcha. And that's a phone call away. You literally let uh, whoever you're, you're signing up through, hey, man, uh, I need to know that, you know, if I ship these vape products through you, that you're verifying this because I'm telling you, man, the, the police will lay in on you and the county attorney can't wait to shut you down. Can't wait to do it because you're low hanging fruit. 
I mean, you're, you're not the, the heroin or cocaine or meth that, you know, they don't want to deal with because that's a nightmare situation. You guys are brick and mortar and they've got your paperwork and a business license right there. Plus, you know, they know exactly where you're at. Mm -hmm. So make sure you got verification and proof with paperwork that these people were supposed to do that and you're no longer held liable, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that kind of leads to the second question, which is, you know, we're talking about snacks initially. Our second idea, um, and again, this is not the main revenue driver, but this is an idea that I think could generally boost revenue by a lot, is uh, a delivery service uh, in-house. In um, obviously, that would be my brother and I are going to be full-time operating it, at least for the first year to make sure everything's running smooth. And then once kind of we feel comfortable with bringing somebody else on, we'll bring them on and go on from there. Um, but at the beginning, we want to, you know, nobody's delivering. I, I see this. Nobody. Nobody. Some people started to, you know, dive into it a little bit when COVID started, you know, but nobody, no vape shop, smoke shop is delivering. Now there's, you know, upsides and downsides to it. Realistically, when you're out of, uh, you know, your vape and stuff, you drive over there. You do whatever I mean, it takes, yeah. <laughs> you, you're in, you're in uh, need of nicotine, so you drive over there. Um, but I, I think that is, you know, convenient to people for, say, they have kids. They can't, you know, you, you know take their kids to the smoke shop uh, or, you know, they're, they're taking care of their baby or working, you know, and they want to order some stuff. I think that's where some revenue would come in. And secondly, if we're somehow able to actually put that on Uber Eats or, you know, services like that, uh, that takes the delivering away from us. And that lets us focus on the brick and mortar while we already have the, we're utilizing the platform and the customer base of those companies mm -hmm. to be able to. Oh, okay. So, so what I see the problem with this is, is, uh, in Joe Biden's America, gas is expensive. And with, with operating costs going up, so will insurance. And so are, and for you to be a delivery person or, or a delivery service, you're going to have to have that vehicle insured as such. Yes. So, yeah, you could, you know, you could buy you a little, little Ford Transit, you know, a little small transit van or a little Ram Transit van. And then, you know, you uh, graphic it all up. And of course, you can write all that off. And so as you're cruising around in it, you're, you're rolling advertisement at all time. But it's commercial delivery. It's the risk of being robbed. And, you know, I know you all think that sounds crazy, but we hear about it from, you know, Lyft drivers being robbed, even though they don't have money. They don't even have money on them, you know, and they rob them and they shoot them. And I, I just, I'd be very leery. I'd be very, and I would definitely check with my insurance agent. Hey, if we did this, what, what's that look like? What, what do we need to have there? What do we need to do there? And be very transparent and very open and honest, because if it goes south, which... We pray, we pray it doesn't go south, but if it does, always be prepared for the worst. And in, in, especially in this industry, 
because they will demonize you two boys and they will make you all out to be like, you know, you knew better, you shouldn't have been in this business in the first place, yada, yada, yada. Even though you're a legal state, they're going to say that, you know, you're out there peddling on the street when that's just not true. You're not sitting on a corner. Hey, vapes here. Get your vapes. You know, we're not doing that. You know, and that's not what you're talking about doing. You're talking about a legitimate service. So that's where the professionals, in my opinion, such as, you know, uh, DoorDash and you know, Uber Eats and whoever, that's where they come in. Let them carry the liability and you guys carry nothing, you know, and that's why they fee you out. You know, but you write the fees off as well.